Hello, uh, Scott Chair is back with us. Um, this is uh, on Hegelian dialectic. Maybe you can say it better, Scott. Yeah, Hegelian dialectic. Ah, so he was with us the first time. He's a grieving father. He lost his daughter to all of the evil protocols of COVID. And uh, the last podcast that we did together was on this topic. And, you know, his eyes were opened once this COVID thing began to kind of see like, you know, where when you see the both sides, they're really of the same coin. So he did a wonderful job at putting this presentation together, which I'm going to share with you guys. Uh, welcome back, Scott. How are you? Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm uh, having a pretty good day today. They're not all like this because, you know, my I don't have my daughter anymore. Her 20th birthday is coming up this Thursday, uh -huh. and we're zeroing in on the anniversary of her death, which is October 13th. So this Thursday, uh -huh. September 22nd, is her 20th birthday. Wow, we're both. I am also uh, October birthday. So it's sad that, you know, she wasn't here to celebrate her. How old would she have been? Well, she'll be 20. She'd be 20 coming up here. And, wow. you know, her 19th birthday, she was still full of life. I mean, that was just. Yeah, so weeks, young. Three, yeah, three weeks before she died. And, you know, just hard to grasp. Yeah, she died like as a teenager, you know. So, right. so that's sad. Well, I hope at least, you know, if you're having a good day today, um, your her memory will still be carried on. Um, well, so tell me she's, about... She's ultimately the reason I am here today. I mean, all the all the things that you, you think about God's sovereign will, I mean, he got me to this point of actually understanding what's happening. And, you know, that's why we're, we're here today. Yeah. Well, you're a wonderful father. You carried on her memory very well, you know, and, and um, it's like it's giving you a whole new life now to speak for her. So I'm hoping. Um, so what just for a quick update, what has happened since, you know, the, the hospital and all that stuff? Well, I have now probably a, a thousand hours of research and I have 500 hours of direct research into Grace's records and cause of death and you know, in short, after that much research was what's in about April, I concluded that she was murdered. Well, once I concluded she was murdered, that opened up, you know, what is the reason why? And so that reason why led to uh, genocide, the money behind all of this. And then that led to Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the Holocaust. And you start comparing these things from the Holocaust and World War II compared to the Holocaust today. On Grace's website, in fact, we have a whole tab dedicated to the Holocaust connection. And uh, ultimately what happened after that was in the Holocaust research is the first time. So we did the Holocaust research in June and that's the first time I'd ever heard of the Hegelian dialectic. And at that point, I just thought it was being used by the political parties to fight each other, but then, as I dug into it, I realized, oh my gosh, this is way bigger than that. This is this is how Satan has control of us. And I had literally uh, received a a podcast from a, a, a doctor who I trust, and she the the podcast host went through the, a piece of this Hegelian dialectic, and all of a sudden the light bulb went on, and then I dug into this at enough. Uh, in enough detail that I can talk about it. 
Well, let's talk about it. I'm going to start sharing the screen. Um, so this is Scott's presentation. Um, are you able to see it? I am, and I have it up on my screen too. So I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll just call out slide two, sure. three, four, et cetera. But you know, as an as an introduction, um, we'll go to slide two so people can at least frame this so they can understand what's going on. So just about everybody knows we have uh, different news agencies. So we know in our minds, we know CNN is bad. And then we look at Fox or Newsmax and we think that they're good. But if you just go behind the curtain a little bit, you see that they're both funded by Pfizer. Yeah. So, you know, that's so that seems OK. You know, it doesn't it, it seemed OK until you go behind the curtain. So we have this this idea of good and bad um, and it plays out in all kinds of things in our society. So we go to, for example, on the, the third one down COVID. <clears throat> so we have a COVID um, pandemic. And then what do they give us on the positive? They give us a vaccine. Right. But neither one is good. So we've got CNN and Fox. Neither one is good. The COVID is no good. Well, the vaccine is no good. So what about liberals and conservatives? Certainly conservatives are better than liberals, right? Mm. But they're both no good. They're all in on it. Yeah. Okay, so now you get down to things that, okay, so what about remdesivir and ivermectin? Well, everybody knows ivermectin is good. Well, it's still a pharmaceutical. Right. right? Okay. The, you know, obviously the occult, that's, that's Satan's organization. That's bad. Well, how can denominations be bad? Well, I'm going to, I think people will connect the dots after hearing this. Most denominations are founded with a lot of satanic principles and what's going on right now is we hear a lot about the great reset from the world economic forum and the counter to that we see both the medical freedom movement and the reawaken america movement and there's a number of movements that are fighting this you know we got to stop this to save our country and my what i've come to believe is that that is what Satan is going to use as the ultimate Hegelian dialectic. So um, I'll, I'm going to get to that with the next slide. So I just want to start with when did this whole idea come about, which is the third, the third slide, if you can move to that one. So the term Hegelian dialectic. One thing, though, on there, yes. since we're talking about the pharmaceuticals and stuff, good and bad, like, you know, in God's perspective, how are we to deal with you know, living in a society where we're meant, we're always taking in drugs, even good drugs, bad drugs. It's just like you can't seem to get away with it, you know? Um, so what's your proposed solution about that then? Well, I'm going to answer that when we cover this third slide. Okay. So God's solution is always outside of the dialectic. The dialectic is meant to get us spinning around, and you coined that term last time, spinning around in a fishbowl, mm -hmm. uh, which is right. I mean, it's a, it's Satan's fishbowl. So we start swimming around that fishbowl, and we can't see that God's plan is always outside of the fishbowl. Yeah. Um, so the Hegelian dialectic, the, the term was invented in the um, early 1800s by Hegel was a German philosopher and he got he got tagged with the name but the idea has been around since the beginning so the first Hegelian use of the Hegelian dialectic was in the garden so God offered the tree of life to Adam and Eve what did Satan offer 
he offered the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we have the first setup of the Hegelian dialectic. God's tree of life is outside of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. So our sin nature always has us focusing on performance. God's path. I mean, everything that's progressed so far since Adam and Eve, it's all been about gaining more knowledge about everything, you know, until the point we're now trapped in all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to find a way to go back to God and say, you know, what he offered was very simple, all biological, and it was just by faith. And then we can gain the eternal kingdom without having all of that tree of knowledge that Satan offered. But it's hard to see that when you're stuck in the paradigm, right? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, God said that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Yeah. And so God's answer is always outside of that dialectic. So you asked a specific question about the meds. How do we get out of the meds? Well, you first have to realize that the meds are part of the dialectic. So if you you start going backwards and think, okay, well, when did meds even come into existence? And you'll find out that it that it was in the early 1900s, the Rockefellers brought them into existence. And then cancer followed shortly thereafter. And as a result of cancer, the Rockefellers funded the American Cancer Society. So again, you have the dialectic in play. You know, the pharmaceuticals are supposedly the positive, then cancer comes as a negative. It's okay. and in response to cancer, the same people who caused the cancer sponsor the american cancer society i mean it's insanity yeah it's but, like people just don't realize that the stuff that they're taking in is what's making them ill and you know even like 10 20 30 years down the road you might not even know that you know the cancer that you had is because of that one shot that you got in your early childhood you know so it is a trap and the medical industry seems to become its own czar now to control people and it used to be a good thing where I thought, you know, because I'm a product of all medical stuff early on in life. And I used to think that God created doctors as a good thing, you know, to be able to help us. But now I'm seeing them in a whole new light, you know, that perhaps if we had just had more faith in God, there wouldn't have been so much sickness and death, you know. Well, I think that's 100% under 100% right. I mean, um so are there godly doctors? Absolutely. Um, you, you're not going to ask the question if there's godly attorneys, but I'm just kidding around. But I mean, you get yeah. the, <laughs> well, <laughs> but there's, there's, there's godly men and women in every profession, but they see it through the lens of God. They're not seeing it through the lens of you, you come into my office and I write you a, a prescription for a pill instantly. They take time to get to know know the patient so even just think through how many doctors when i was diagnosed with heart disease they did a, a six seven point blood test well that didn't tell anything other than score the parameters that they could control when i realized what causes heart disease i ordered my own blood test and got 50 parameters and i got got through okay well this is what's going on and so then i changed the things that were causing it yeah. versus taking the pill that they wanted to give me exactly. that would control the parameters that they measured. That's exactly what happened to me recently too. So I took it on my own to fix the problem, but they wanted to put me on medication, harmful medication 
for life. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. So I had to trust God. And I, you know, I said, look, either you heal my body or let me die because I don't want to be on any more of these pills. And I was able to reverse it just by changing. He gave me the knowledge because I had something in my mind that I was told a long time ago. And since I remembered it, I applied it. And you know what? I was able to fix it. So I'm on a new mission as well to try to educate myself and others on how to do things naturally and not get caught up in these medical diagnoses because they will take your life away just with normal everyday drugs, you know, that I think people are trapped in. And so anyway, I mean, that that's a whole nother topic. So let's see. So what's we go to now. All right. So we're going to the uh, slide number four, both sides are covered. So um, this is, this is uh, real scary stuff if you understand what's going on, but it's not scary if you're one of God's, you would understand this, but yeah. this is, this is the Hegelian dialectic from Satan's perspective. All right. So what is Satan's goal? So a lot of people say he's his goal is to deceive. Well, you know, his de deception is a tactic towards the goal, but the goal is to steal souls. So it's very easy for us to see the dark side of Satan. That's obvious, right? We can see that, you know, this these mandates, the jab, all these things are satanic. And you might not see it at first, but if you start looking at it globally, you'd see there's no way they could orchestrate a campaign like this on their own. No men are smart enough to do that on their own. Satan has to have orchestrated it. Yeah, so, for sure. They so, just see the whole world. How I, how I stumbled across this as far as the research is as I realized, okay, well, God says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So if Satan is the ultimate user of the Hegelian dialectic, at the beginning when Grace's story first got traction one day in, in, in February, we had a request for 17 interviews in a day. So I just thought, boy, it's going to be any day we're going to be on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And I realized shortly after that, that we'll never get on Tucker Carlson because they can't have these type of stories on there. They're too risky. Well, then it, I realized that if things are progressing the way I see them progressing, so we're just at the tip of the iceberg. We have you know the financial reset coming. We have power outages, food shortages. All those things are coming. Yeah. Well, that's the time Satan will jump on stories like Grace's and many others because he's got to get things really bad. Everybody has to see things exceedingly bad. Most people are in the dark right now, but the whole world has to wake up as to how bad things are. What's the reason? Because now he can come in as an angel of light, and he's already set the table. He's got. We've got the whole um, President Trump supporters. We've got the medical tyranny um, uh, movement. We've got all kinds of movements that are just, stand, you know, we've got to stop this. We've got to stop it. But they're not asking for God's help to stop it. So it, yeah. it shows you that it's all of these things that they're trying to do to stop it can be the angel of light side of the Hegelian dialectic. So it would surprise me none if, you know, Trump got reelected, we got a gold standard um, in part of the financial reset, that there's debt forgiveness, all kinds of neat things that just about everybody would buy into. What's the reason? Because now he's got the good side covered. So then he's got, you know, 
98% of the world population that bought in to an agenda that what's what's at stake, your soul. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I see it. I kind of, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, you know, like Trump was like, okay, made it good in the beginning, to, or at least felt like he was doing something. And then all of a sudden they got the bad cop to destroy everything and take over the whole world. And then he'll just come back and say, look, wasn't I the awesome person in the world? And people are you know, going to start worshiping him or something. But there's one well, thing I'll about him, though, that doesn't make sense. He's the one who's did all this vaccine stuff and people are dying because of that. So that's that's spot on. And there's there's more than that. So if you start realizing, okay, so this vaccine thing, he's the one who takes the credit for warp speed, getting the vaccine out. He has not renounced the vaccine. Yeah. Well, what's the reason? And, you know, what happens is um, I watched a, a podcast that the the host was asking about that exact fact. And the person he interviewed said, well, Trump was lied to. Okay, well, just process that. We already have a tendency to give Trump a pass yeah. because he did more good than bad while he was president, right? Right. And he's got such a big ego, he'll never apologize. Okay, well, now we can say, well, he was also lied to. So we're going to give him three different passes. Well, it doesn't change. The vaccine was satanic. That's So the dialectic oh, yeah, gets, us to, sure. gets us to talk about Trump instead of talking about what the issue is. So in that light, I mean, I'm going to really sound like a, a tinfoil hat wearer here, but <laughs> it would surprise me nothing if the Mar-a-Lago raid was orchestrated by Trump. Really? Wow. That's we'll, think about, well, think about why. What is his, 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 um, to make it seem like he's the underdog? Positive rating has, his positive rating has gone up since that happened. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many bad things though, that people are pointing out about Trump that you would you still think he might be, you know, like people are still going to support him because he let down a lot of people on January 6th. And, you know, and then Trump, the vaccine, obviously, is not recanting that. So and the more more and more people are dying, you know, people that you actually know, their family members and stuff. So I don't see how he's going to just come out of that and people are start going to start saying, OK, he's a man again. Why would they trust him? Well, the 80-20 rule applies here. You know, there's less than 20 percent of the population that's woken up. So you and I aren't going to trust him. But we represent the very slim minority. Yeah. You know, the majority of people are still, they are not awake. I talk with people every single day. And, you know, they they think Grace's case in a hospital in the hospital killing lane is is an exception. They still believe no doctor would ever do that. It's like, oh my gosh. There are so they're, many. They're they're changed. I even my own doctor. Uh, after a year or two, he looked different. His personality was different. You know, like everything's changed. Like people, they, if those that weren't willing to lose their jobs and their livelihood, they just went along and they said, we'll just do whatever. They don't talk about what's obvious, you know, and they're still pushing drugs, which are, I don't trust any drug anymore. So it's not just the vaccine. I think they've been monkeying around with other stuff too. They could lace it with whatever they want. I mean, I had I I'm actually a product of vaccine injuries 
uh, not only in well, childhood, but even like the last one that I took as an adult, it knocked me out for a couple of years, you know, and it took me a lot of work to try to heal myself. And I did, but my eyes were open because of, you know, all this vaccine stuff. So I think, you know, like the, the whole medical system is, is in big trouble. I don't see how anybody could just go back to it and pretend like nothing is gone, you know. All the deaths, I actually think every single COVID death is uh, murder. Every single one. You know, that they didn't die naturally on their own, but the ones that were admitted to hospitals and all that stuff. You don't have to sell me on that. I mean, I, yeah. I uh, you know, and I know, I know the statistics to back it up. You know, the number one and number two causes of death of going into COVID hospital are elderly and disabled. Well, those are not yeah. comorbidities. Those are facts. Right. There's no absolutely no reason for that. The, the disabled die, they died at a rate of 11 times greater than the non-disabled for COVID. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, the amount of money that went into this, $4 trillion were paid to hospitals in the form of bonuses in the first 22 months of COVID to follow agendas that kill people. The ventilator has a 90% kill rate. Right, and they still um, use this crazy. That's just saying, right. we're just going to murder you. 90% exactly. are going to die. So I, I yeah, yeah, I know. But I think people are going to have to wake up and figure out a new way. I don't know. Like you said, we're still trapped in that, you know, uh, I'm not even going to say the word because I can't. Uh, the HD, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call it the dialectic. So the yeah. dialectic just, it it makes your head spin. So let's go to the next one there, where it says they're, they're all in on it. So the first bullet point there says you don't have to participate in the darkness or false light. And the reason is, is you can elect out of it. I mean, that's, that's the fishbowl, Satan's fishbowl. You can elect out of it. So once you choose to follow our Lord, you know, it's it's not going to be overnight, but it you are now exposed to God's light, and God's light always exposes evil and protects. He says he will he will protect his elect. Well, that's us. So you don't ever have to worry about falling trapped to that as long as you're submitted to God. The way the reason we fall trapped to it, even though we were one of God's, is because we keep falling back to wanting our own way and so then once we want our own way we get back into the fishbowl and you know ultimately we're you see the third bullet point there we're required to test and reject every kind of evil well that requires work that means that you have to invest some time if you simply are going to listen to cnn in your car on the way home on serious radio you know, that's that's not going to cut it. You've got to invest time and get into God's word, the alternative news sources, and see what is the truth. And you're, there's going to be a slide where I talk about programming, and that's the one that's most near and dear to my heart at the end. So let's go to the next one. So we we talked about Satan's goal is to steal souls, but here's one that is is going to um, blow your mind. I did some research last week, and I'm just going to pull that up on my screen. So about pastors being trained. So we have a tendency to believe pastors. Well, I I had have done a lot of Holocaust research, and I found that in Nazi Germany, the German Christian churches 
this is a quote, we're more concerned about maintaining good relations with colleagues in the other German churches instead of the central humanitarian issues that were really at stake, which of course was gassing the Jews. One of the members of one of the Christian churches said that his pastor said to the congregation, when these trains are going by and the Jews are screaming to save us, sing a little louder. So they would sing the hymns louder to drown out the noise so they wouldn't have yeah. to deal with it. I so think just I think saw a short film about that where they were singing really loud and all the trains were filled with people. So what does that look like today? Okay, so Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was a German Lutheran pastor in the 1940s during the Holocaust, he said not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. And that's what the pastors are doing today. And it's su substantially worse than, than them just not telling the congregation from the pulpits. In 2006, FEMA started training pastors and this is a quote right out of the FEMA manual. Pastors were given assurances that they would be covered by full compensation in the event of resistors injuring them during property seizures and roundups. Wow. So they're training pastors to round up congregations in the event of government declared emergencies. Right now, there's up to 100,000 pastors who have been recruited by FEMA to be trained on the DHS, Department of Homeland Security's version of the Romans 13. That's which so is, scary. I didn't know that until you said that. So that means they're like the wolves, you know, like taking their flock and ready to be slaughtered. I mean, if they're just yeah. running them up, so they're pacifying their, their, you know, their people. And eventually if something happened, then they're mobilized. To, like you then you'll be easily be able to find where all the Christians are, round them up it's, and put them in. You you connected the dots perfectly. So it's this is really happening. This is happening in real times. In in real time. It's happening right now in real time. All right, let's go to the next one. Holocaust two. Which is where we are right now in the Holocaust. But that's really where we're at. So we're at the tip of the iceberg, but this time it's significantly worse and yeah. the reason is they've digitized our population we're all married to our phones right. and you know so the digital currency is an obvious extension of that so they'll be able to control all of our actions digitally so back in hitler's time there were forces that stopped him with weapons soldiers and weapons now the entire world is on it it's in on it. Back then, the entire world was against Hitler. Well, not the entire world, but you get the idea. Now the whole world is in on it, and it's digitized. So this Holocaust will be substantially worse than the first one. And what's going on is the beast system in, in Revelation is being played out right now. And that's why I'm saying they're all in on it, because Satan has got both sides covered. He's got the, the beast of the sea covered, the the beast of the earth covered, and that's what I see as the the Hegelian dialectic, the bad and the good well, side. Both it also covered. plays into the great deception too, where they're going to be following the beast system. So, absolutely. How far do you think we're in? You know, towards the uh, the great tribulation time period, because this thing started uh, almost three years ago, right? So. The Great Tribulation was exactly for 42 months. 
So I don't think that has started yet, right? Even though it kind of feels like if they're trying to murder the whole world, that should be some sort of great tribulation event as well. It seems like we're right at the cusp of it. You know, it's, yeah. I'm not a prophet or anything like that, but I mean, I so I'm just trying to discern. You know, technically, it really doesn't matter, other than one thing uh, would matter, which is the the next slide. So this this is maybe the most surprising thing that I I found. So I heard that the seminaries were funded by occultists, specifically Dallas Theory, Theological Seminary, being funded by the Rockefellers. So then I thought, if this is true, that's a game changer. So I dug into it and I researched it myself instead of just hearing it. And what I found is that uh, it was true. So then you start digging into all kinds of things. And and um, so what would be the, the motivation of Satan being involved with these seminaries? Well, it's the same motivation as in the garden, which is to twist scripture. So the most common... The most common belief that's being touted by the graduates of Dallas Theological Seminary is the pre-trib rapture, which I mean, it may or may not be true. I mean, I I don't believe it is true, but it does. I'm not the guy that you should be talking to. But there would be a vested interest in promoting a pre-trib rapture, which was not the position of the early church. And it's inconsistent with the two examples in the Old Testament. God raptured Noah and his family out at the last minute. Yeah. He raptured Lot and his wife out in the last minute. So, you know, the pre-trib rapture certainly doesn't fit the Old Testament models, but it, I mean, it could be true. But regardless, it would make sense for Satan to get Christians to believe that because they then they won't do their homework as to what's coming and right. be prepared for what's coming. So, it, you know, so all of a sudden, you know, so the pre-trib rapture, there's no antichrist, there's no mark of the beast, there's none of that because you're raptured out ahead of time. So it would be very easy to dupe people if you're Satan by selling that position. Well, I feel like everyone's being deceived and it's really up to the remnant to figure out what the truth is. And God knows who they are and, you know, God will protect them to you know, whether we have to go through it or be taken out of it, you know, it's not made clear in the Bible. That's why there's so many theories about what could happen. But, you know, faithfulness of God has always been to protect his people. He's done it in the Moses time when he took out the Israelites out of slavery. He's done it, you know, time and time again in every generation. So I can't, think that you know well we're just going to be left to suffer and maybe some will because it the the revelation does talk about the two witnesses being overcome so they will have to suffer something um but i you know i don't want to get too much into that because i feel like god hasn't made that clear i think it's just we are to have faith and just follow him and then Hopefully, you know, whatever our purpose is, we just fulfill that, even in the difficult times like we're going through right now. And what you that's, that's spot on. And I'm not trying to sell a position either, because it doesn't matter if you're doing your homework and not relying on a pastor who's been trained wherever uh, God will protect you. But you've got to do your part. 
so yeah. let's go to the last slide. We only have a couple minutes left. And so that, that actually is a great segue to the first point, research to stay ed educated. Have you been programmed? So have you been programmed is the single most important question that, that my daughter Grace's death has opened my eyes to as to how much I've been personally programmed. You know, so at the beginning of all this, I would have said that I was a, a uh, conservative who had a healthy distrust for the government. Uh, now I see the population has been totally duped. The government is totally corrupt. But the single most important thing that, that I've learned is that I've been programmed also. I, why did I believe certain things? Well, because people who I trusted said them. And yeah. what I encourage everybody to do, you cannot... So God will protect you, absolutely. What's your responsibility? To make sure that you are educated. That doesn't mean that you spend your full time being educated because God's responsible. But if you just sit and do nothing, that is not what God expects us to do. Just take the parable of the talents. Yeah. The, you know, God expects us to do something with our one talent. That's a consistent theme, not not spend our life chasing education, but you still have to look at what's the why. Every single thing that you believe, why do I believe that? Did Was 9-11 really um, as a result of Osama bin Laden or was the United States behind it? Just dig a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the answer, but I'm just challenging everything that you believe uh, has a reason that Satan would have well, sold a lie. I can safely say that just about every media and pro, you know propaganda is all lies for a very long time. Even probably before they had television and radio, it was like if they had something to write and you know something to gain financially, it was all going to be lies. And it's been lies since Adam and Eve. I mean, I don't know why people think it's just starting to happen now. It's been from the very beginning. And so I, I, I can see, you know, what all the lies are. But what I'm not clear on is our role within, you know, when we get caught up in all these drama and things that are going on around us. Because everybody can take up a cause and then they can get stuck in it trying to, you know, unravel it. And then you're just part of that pit that everybody else is in. So how do you get out of that pit? What should we? God, should we yeah, that's pit? that's that's a fantastic question. I, you know, first you have to see that if we're in the days of Noah, which I believe we are, time is yeah. urgent. So what does that look like? It means repent, restore your relationship with God, and then listen to what God has to tell you. He will open up the doors that you're supposed to walk through. And then he expects you to walk through them after you, after he opens them up. So what should, what should you do with your one talent? I have no idea. What should you do with your 10 talents? I don't know. It's a different thing for each person. Yeah. God will be the one that lets you know what to do, but your first obligation is to submit your will to God. You know, Jesus said, uh, let your will be done, not mine. I mean, that's our first responsibility once we believe in him is to submit our will, because then it becomes obvious as to what we're supposed to do. Right. Well, that's still happening right now. I'm, I mean, I'm doing the best that I, I know how to do. And I think many other believers that are listening and out there are also searching for the same answer. So 
I appreciate you doing this presentation. I think it'll help a lot of people. Um, so just to, I only have a couple minutes left. Just for like Grace, what kind of justice do you um, hoping to get for her? Well, the, the you know, the best justice of all would be the doctor and nurse who did this to Grace that they repent. And not just repent of the action, but repent for the heart that caused the action. Because I wouldn't want, you know, you don't want your worst enemy to spend eternity in hell. So that's the best justice that could happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, from uh, what we're after out of it, assuming that we we get justice via the courts or whatever, when we have a, uh, you know, an ongoing, the lawsuit hasn't been filed yet, but eventually there will be the lawsuit. But, you know, what we personally want out of it is the death certificate changed. We're not after any money. I just would like the death certificate to state the truth. So, I mean, that's the justice I'd like to see. I mean, any money that comes out of it, we want to plow it back in so that other people can uh, utilize attorneys and things to to stop this behavior. I mean, that's the that's the short-term goal with Grace's case is stop the behavior. That's why I'm, you know, that's ultimately why I'm doing this podcast. I've been on about 250 so far because I want to stop the behavior. That's yeah. justice because then other people aren't going to die this way. Exactly. I think, you know, like it's not just a lawsuit to get justice for her, but everyone who's still going through the same trap and they're still doing it and making money off of it. So that means potentially, you know, if you were able to have a successful lawsuit, you could save hundreds and hundreds of lives that are, you know, be. So I wish you all the best with that and keep me updated as things develop. Uh, and I'm happy to, you know, be able to do this with you. Thank you so much for doing all three podcasts. You're and, uh, welcome. I hope to talk to you soon. I sure appreciate you. You, you really do a great job. You as well. This is all you. I'm just facilitating. So this is, you know, your work and the hardship that you're going through with what happened with Grace. And the battle is still ahead of you. You know, you still got to take them down and show the light that, to the whole, you know, area that whoever is being serviced by them, you know, that they need to know what's going on so you can change your community. And that's what I'm hoping that all of this exposure will get for you. And I'll follow up as well. Thank you. I agree with you 100%. All right. Have a great day, Scott. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.